Yeah, I am. How are you? Living the dream. Gary out. Thank you so much for coming down for drinks with MJ. Smoke I... sweet gas. <laughs> You're taking over my show now. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, I'm just going to, you know, I'm not going to beat around the bush. I really want to go into it. When was the first time you started smoking cannabis? I was about 19 years of age. Yeah. I packed smoking in and I just I had a spliff and I um, just took me to a different level. It just chilled me out. Got to work earlier. My job, my jobs were better. I communicated better. Um, me, me, um, just everything about it changed my life really when I started smoking. You yeah. See, you see, um, differently. So it's sort of like rise above the smoke. And do you think was the like was it was the friends was the you know a family member like who, you know who who was you there with when you had your first smoke of cannabis? It was a friend called Craig, but. Um, Everyone, all my friends had smoked it. Yeah. When I was growing up, it was just a normal thing to do. But the older friends were smoking heroin. And I just thought, well, yeah. I'm not going to smoke that. And um, when I realised I could grow my own life, I mean, it was totally different then. Yeah. So I didn't work for my habit. My habit worked for me. So I showed everyone else how to grow it then. So no one had to buy it. Yeah. Much better. I didn't want people's money. I'd rather give them my money. And how do you think you know smoking like smoking cannabis how do you think that do you think that's changed your life in any way do you think it's bettered your life in any way it's brought peace to my life yeah yeah it's made me healthy um i'm still here now and i'm fighting strong type of thing i've got a mission to prove type of thing and i've proved it it's been a long struggle but i'm here after 20 years of um determination doing yeah. the right thing and literally rolling it out literally <laughs> literally how, you know when you first had that like first smoke, was it was it just was it what was it that when you thought, oh my god, this this is it? Like what what was it about cannabis that you You've thought? You've just explained it. That's what it does to you. That's what it makes you think different. It brings um, vibrant thoughts to you to your um, good thoughts as well. Not when people are drunk, they can't communicate. Yeah. I had a pub for ten years and I had another one and um, just seen nothing but cocaine and troubles and fighting and okay, arguments and silly little things what well, wouldn't have happened if people weren't drinking. Yeah. And when you live with people who were smoking, they're thinking different. And I brought all my friends together in chilling rooms, Yeah. which was in um, a unique little space I created in Kensington. It was um, an old garage where I converted. I put some fancy lights in there, put a big extractor in, I brought a few of my mates around with the bands. And I had no signs up. It was just um, behind gates, behind lock gates as well. You'd have to get phone up to get um, me to get invited onto the guest list type of thing. You had yeah. to know one of my friends, but every single night we had the coolest people in there. We're all just um, chilling and having a nice time, and then um, everyone went home safe. And I'm very proud of what it created. And, um, it's going to every other city now, right throughout the country. Yeah. So that's the plans, and um, well and truly advanced like. Okay, so chilling rooms. Chilling rooms, the brand, yeah. Yeah, you are on Instagram. I'm on Instagram. You're on Facebook I'm as well. Facebook, yeah. Where did the, the inspiration come from to set up this place of invitation only? Where, where was it you thought, you know what, I like what I'm doing, I like smoking cannabis, my friends like smoking cannabis, we're all together. Where, where, what was it where you thought, I want to set up an establishment where people can do it freely and feel relaxed doing it? Well, in 2002, I attended a conference in Liverpool called Shaping New Agenda, a cannabis conference in the Devonshire House. Yeah. And I met. Um, representatives of government, of uh, Merseyside Police, of people all from Holland. There's people who own coffee shops in Holland, and um, I introduced myself at the end. Yeah. Said I'm a businessman because I'm a property developer. Um, 
and behind the scenes two or three years getting a place ready and then I opened it and it was raided really shortly afterwards but um, say like 20 years like behind the scenes type of thing I've been jailed three three times I've been arrested 50 times I mean just last year I got in 2018 I got arrested nine times alone after I met the Crime Commission. That's a lot, Gary, though, isn't it? That's a lot, That's yeah. a lot of, yes, just as a person, a though, isn't it? It's, 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 like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and my family has been put through a lot for the struggle just to keep me, like, not to preach my words and not to bring this freedom and chill everybody out. The places like here, um, Tinderbox now, with people drinking, going out, and, like, there's riots in the streets, but it's like people are scared to go in these places. I mean, especially I wouldn't want my mum going to town. Like, I know, for instance, yeah. if someone on steroids or too much cocaine, might just snap and you don't know what's going to happen when it happens. Every other night in town there's, there's gang fights and wars and, and I've got friends who are dumb who used to come and tell me the stories what had gone on yeah. with the coke dealers and the violence and the gangs and just whatever that, the slashings and stabbings and children rooms is going to chill everything out. So I want to um, hopefully get rid of all the bars in Liverpool city centre and create a safe place where the tourists can come and go and relax and just like have a go home safe not see like the violence and the underbelly what's what's been happening for 40 years all the corruption what's been going on and um, i'm here to make a change and chill a place out and um, i'm really what do you think about like drink and stuff these days in these bars and you can actually get a drink to, you, you can well, actually get a bottle of wine delivered to your doorstep well, I, I know the price of alcohol is still the same price as when i was a teenager yeah i don't know about inflation but i mean it should be like 40 pound for a bottle of wine if inflation was right, but I mean, you can buy wine cheaper than you can buy water. So I mean, there's one business that owns all the alcohol businesses, and you know it's got a lot of clout in the government. But what's happening now is people are growing their own weed, and they're not they're chilling place out, and they don't want to drink alcohol and be sick. And you know, the children come in and they're paralytic on the couch, yeah. and they can't speak. I mean, all these things. When I was a child growing up, there were winos. You, you were standing at the bus stop, and like now, we don't hear the word wine, or I mean, it's also like um, the glamour around alcohol. People, it's, it's a dangerous poison, if you, if you ask me. It's intoxicated, if you look in the, mid, in, the, in the middle of the word, it's got toxic in it. Yeah. So people should be very wary of it, especially if you know your teenagers going out or something, okay? Because it's not a safe environment, is it? How is setting up the chilling rooms and just be just being open about smoking cannabis and being so for it and you know I wasn't, flying that I flag. wasn't open I was in private yeah no but I mean like you know you as a person you you, you know you don't hide away from I've it I've got do the you? models okay I know right and wrong and my model compass is where it should be I mean yeah not no crime is going to happen in front of me because I won't let it I mean if I know someone's going to steal somebody's phone or there's some altercation going to happen. I'll be the first to nip it in the bud there yeah. and then. And, um, but chilling rooms, like, there was none of that. Yeah. Because I used to have to do that every single day when I had a pub. There was fellas glassing the brothers and things like this. And, I mean, I was in the middle of it, getting glass shattered all over me. But, like, in chilling rooms, I never even had a cigarette pouch on the floor in 15 years. Like, wow. It's just the most chilled out place you could ever how was, how was it? How has it changed your life or how has it, you know, altered your life? It's never stopped me going to work, ever. Yeah. Okay, I've always been able to... My responsibilities I've had to do. I've had to, do you know, yeah. I've accomplished all the things. Like, yeah. My property business was hugely successful. What I had to sign up my name, what's still fully functioning. Oh, I was working in Breck Road and in Shield Road. These are the places where 
the crime hotspots we'll call it, where there's open prostitution, girls sell themselves for four pounds. I mean, there's crack dealers on every corner. I mean, how, how bad can it get before people make a decision and say, like, hang on a minute, let's try something different. Yeah. What does winning the drug war look like? Are they going to arrest every single cannabis grower and fill the jails up and there's not going to be no cannabis? No, it's never going to happen, ever, ever. Because, like, if you arrest 50 cannabis growers tomorrow and 50 the next day, people are still going to get cannabis. So what's it doing? It's just clogging the criminal justice system up, wasting millions of pounds of taxpayers' money, and it's got to stop. Okay? Do you think you'll ever stop? Smoking cannabis. Just with everything, smoking the cannabis, the chilling rooms, just, just being so passionate about it. Do you think there'll ever be a town? No, you no think? because chilling rooms is going to go to every town or city and it's going to chill every other city out and everyone else will be looking at my model and say, how do we go about this to bring peace to our communities and bring high paying jobs, okay, and looking after everybody. That's what chilling rooms is, is like right, right this moment is. It's got like 10 other directors, it's got 50 other shareholders. I'm going to London tomorrow to sort out a few of the deals out. What would be your ultimate... I don't, I don't, I don't I personally don't like the term goal, but what would be your ultimate, like, yes, I've done that. What do you want to achieve okay. by this time next year? I'm going, I'd like an, um, an Oxford Street um, flagship store. Okay. I'm going up there on to, tomorrow yeah. to London to sort it out. So hopefully this time next year there'll be a flagship store on Oxford Street, a big massive chilling rooms, a cathedral of peace employing tens of thousands of people in this new industry with all the other coffee shops opening up and like, just bringing the peace. Do you know what? I've got to be honest, I, I love the passion from you. I love that because I'm like that myself and I love them, I, I, regardless of what it is. Good men do nothing, tyranny prospers, okay, and I'm holding my head high now with a vision and a plan and as I say, yeah, everyone's going to prosper. How do you relax? You know when you're in your house of a night, a night yeah. how do you think, I've done what I've had to do in the day, yeah. I want to settle down, I don't want anyone knocking on my door, what's a relaxing night for you? It's all a big fat joint. Okay. And I have good friends around who, and with conversation, but when the children rooms open, I'll have 150 friends around, and I'll have 10 different bands on as well. So I mean, with with, with my my operating procedure is going to be an app, so you're going to have to um, download a private app. You're going to have to book your seat. You're going to have to see who's sitting next to you. So I mean, it's it's. I'm going to so be... you're above the times, Gary, yeah, <laughs> with what's going on. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. Yeah. So it'll be cashless as well. So I mean. You're going to like meet all the cool people who have been stuck in the houses, who are, like smoke a bit of cannabis, who've been stigmatised with the local doorman or the local policeman or the local security guards wanting to um, know what's in his pocket and you know just vilify him, stigmatise him, make him out like he's a like he's a, um, a junkie with a needle in his arm. We've been put in that same bracket, but as I say, this new age, it's just going to be a future of um, organic. You know, with the you told me before about like getting arrested and stuff like that on the raids. How has that affected your mental health and your well-being and your relationship with your family? Um, my twin brother won't speak to me because the the police are um, trying to say I'm still connected to the property business, right. which has signed up my name 20 years ago. And my brother won't speak to me, which I'm trying to work on it now. Okay. Um, my son has been terrorised. I mean, he's seen me arrested four or five times. He took his computer off him. Anything just to stop me from being who I am and preaching my my words type of thing. Yeah. What I'm um, what I'm about. But the new age, everything's changed now. Like, and um, he's going to be okay. I'm going to make sure he's going to be all right.
but um, the police owe him an apology. They also owe me mum an apology as well because they arrested me mum, they arrested me brother, they arrested five of my friends as well. I mean, it's not just me. They arrested um, 30 of my friends when they arrested, were coming right at the coffee shop with um, 40 officers in uh, April 2018. They come with um, whizzers, put the gates off and give 33 people cautions. Well, I'm, I'm going to be um, getting compensation for these people as well because I don't know who okays their budget, but um, the Liverpool is electing a crime commissioner next. I don't know when it is after the COVID, but I know with me and my influence, they're not going to get arrested unless they give us the cannabis vote because there's lots of people like me who want this freedom, who want to go to a, a safe place and just chill out and meet like-minded people free from cocaine, free from alcohol and don't know whatever else goes on but it's going to be a more organic future and I'm here to um, set the standards okay, and people can learn off me and listen to me words and you know, set their spaces of freedom up and their cathedrals of peace and just um, bring about harmony what we're all been waiting for for so long Thank you so much. Let's do. Thank you so much for being so honest okay. and just passionate about okay. what you believe in. Gary okay. out on drinks with MJ. Cheers. Bye Thank then. you so much. Thank you. Peace and love. Peace and love, absolutely.